Welcome to Point with Daryl Jones, speaker and lead pastor of the Rock Fellowship Church in Miami, Florida, and president of Point Ministries. Our goal at Point Ministries is to point you to the Word of God, where Jesus is the point. Today's message is from the Beyond Connected series, where Pastor Daryl teaches through the one another's of the New Testament. Here we learn how we do life together as brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. Now let's join him for today's message. In John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35, Jesus says these words. A new command I give to you all, that you all love one another. Just as I loved you all, that also you all love one another. By this, everyone will know that you all are my disciples. If you all may have love among one another. Today's title is Our Brand Love One Another. Now when you think about brands, companies pay millions of dollars to establish a brand. And branding comes when you see a logo, you see a name, and all the thoughts and feelings get going in your mind and in your body. That's when they have successfully branded themselves. When you think about different brands, different things come to mind, right? You know, when you see a Mercedes-Benz symbol, certain things come to mind, right? You know, when you see Coca-Cola, when you see McDonald's, when you see Chick-fil-A, you know, when you see NFL, NBA, you see, when you see all these just logos, it's not just the symbol, but it's what the symbol communicates, And that's why you have all kinds of advertising that tries to walk out and lay out before you and express how they want said company or said service to be received. So when you see it, you automatically know what they're about and what they have to offer. Brandon. I said today is title is our brand because when people see Christian was communicated to them. When they hear Christian, what are the thoughts? What is the reputation that is supposed to come to mind? When it comes to Christian, we got to understand what Jesus Christ has intended for the body of Christ to be viewed as, what the brand is, what the reputation is supposed to be, and at the same time know there is an enemy that wants to distort it. So if we understand there's an enemy that wants to distort and confuse the branding that Jesus Christ has intended, we who are in the body of Christ need to be vigilant and we need to be in the game to the point where we say we have to fight to keep our brand safe. And what is our brand? It's to love one another. In this passage, Jesus has washed the disciples' feet. They've already partaken of the Last Supper. They've gone through, and Jesus has continually been pointing them towards his death, his crucifixion, and his resurrection. They continue to be confused about all that Jesus is talking about, and he keeps giving all these object lessons that are pointing them to the sacrifice that Jesus is about to give and all it means. And then he gives this command right in the midst of it, and he says, a new command I give you. Now, remember, he's preparing them for him to go away. They don't want to hear it, but he's preparing. He said, I'm about to leave you, and I'm giving you these farewell instructions. And I want, don't forget this. I want you to understand this. A command. 
He doesn't say suggestion. He say a command I give you is this. You love one another. Now you may see this one another. And I want you to understand what this one another is actually communicating. Who's he talking to? He's talking to his disciples. He's talking to, right now, he's talking specifically to the twelve. And when he says one another, this one another, and we're going to see he's going to repeat it two chapters later. This one another is specifically to those who are following Christ. Now, he gives instruction on how we who are followers of Christ ought to love the world and engage the world. But right here, we have to make sure we take note who he's speaking to and how this is to operate. So right now, he's talking to those who follow Christ, and it's about how the followers of Christ treat followers of Christ. He says, I'm commanding you to love one another. When Jesus says, this command I give you, this is serious. He's not saying this is a good idea. This might be something you want to try. I think this might work. I think this is, a, this, I got a suggestion for you. Let me give you some advice. He says, no, a command that I'm giving you is to love one another. Now, when you think about commands and how serious this is, two chapters later, John 15, verse 12, he says, this is my command that you all love one another just as I love you all. He goes through it in 17, just in case you missed it. This I command you all that you all love one another. Like he, he's stressing this. And what I love about this, John didn't forget about it. Because when we read John's first epistle, what does he write in John? First John 3.11. Because this is the message which you all heard from the beginning that we all should love one another. A few verses down, verse 23. And this is the commandment of him that we all should believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ. And we all should love one another just as he gave the commandment to us. Now, I'm going to pause there because I want you to see the significance of what John is saying. He was saying this command from Jesus is actually the command of the father. And the command to love one another goes hand in hand with belief in Jesus Christ. Now, think about that. Let that soak in for a second. The command for the body of Christ to love one another. And notice love is a verb. We're going to unpack that too. To love one another goes hand in hand with you believing in Jesus Christ. So if you profess faith in Jesus Christ, the outflow, the outpouring of said trust in Christ is loving one another. If you are not loving one another, the question on the floor is, have you really trusted Christ? Because they go hand in hand. He says again in 2 John, just in case y'all missed it, I'm going to write another letter and I'm going to say it again. So now I ask you, dear lady, not as if I were writing you a new command, but one has had from the beginning that we love one another. This is love that we walk according to his commands. That is the command you have heard it from the beginning that you walk in love. He writes this again. He said he's writing this letter to a church he's already spoken to. He's already been with. He says, look, I'm, I'm just reminding you what you when you accepted Christ. This was from the jump. This is what you were told. This is what you were taught. What it looks like to walk in Christ is to walk in love. 
love one another. It's so serious that the Apostle Paul also picks up on this in Romans 12, 10. He says, love one another deeply as brothers and sisters. Outdo one another in showing honor. I, I love the language there because he says, he says, love one another deeply as brothers and sisters. It's familial language. Matter of fact, the word that's used there um, in, in the Bible, there are three different words that we translate in English as love. You have agape, you have phileo, and you have storge. Storge only takes different forms, but what's interesting is he puts two of them together. He puts phileo and storge together in that verse, the Apostle Paul, where he both connects familial love and friendship love together. And then follows verse 9, and we're going to look at that in a minute, agape. He was saying, look, if you want to know what agape looks like, it's obligatory, familial love that you have towards one another like you do when you have, you know, you got a blood cousin, and you just feel like you're supposed to love them. You don't even know them. You see them like once a year, once every two years, but they family. When you see them, it's like, ah, oh, what's up, fam? It's family. That's that story game. And then you got that friend Phileo. Y'all went to high school together. Y'all got all the same. Y'all got the handshakes. Y'all got all that. Your friends. He put them both together. He was saying, I want you to understand when it comes to this life in Christ, that's how y'all roll. That's how y'all connect. Jesus says, I'm commanding y'all to do this. So to not get confused, he put this little tag on there. He says, a new command I give. You love one another. Just as I have loved you, so you must love one another. See, that new part of that is, it's not some new command that they've never heard this before. You know, in, in Deuteronomy 6, they were commanded, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. In Leviticus, it was taught, you know, don't take revenge and love your neighbor as yourself. That's why Jesus says those are the two greatest commandments. So it wasn't something new that you love God and love your neighbor. What he was saying is, uh, I pick up on this. The command of Leviticus said, don't take revenge, love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus says, this new command is going beyond you. I don't want you to look at loving somebody else the way you look after you, the way you love yourself. I want you to love your brother and sister in Christ the way I have loved you. He's taking you and me out of the picture and put himself in there and says, I want you to watch. Look at how I demonstrate love. And that's the example I want you to follow. See, we've been commanded to love, but we've also been taught to love. We've been taught how to love. This whole time, Jesus has been walking with them three to three and a half years and putting this on demonstration. Why? So when he's about to go away, now he's saying, I done showed y'all. I've taught you. I've showed you. I've had you participating with me. Now when I go away, it's on you. Go, go, go act like me. Imitate me. See, the new part of the commandment is not that it's the first time followers, believers in the Lord are to love people. No, the new part is that it's characteristic of Jesus's love and Jesus has demonstrated it because right in the middle of there think about the context he's just talked about the new covenant so there is an illusion and a connection to this is what it looks like to be part of the new covenant as God has put his spirit in us to cause us to walk in his ways but not just that it's followed him washing his disciples feet 
when it was so ludicrous that Peter said, this is the most ridiculous thing I ever seen. Lord, no, no way you can wash my feet. That's below you. You're Lord. And then Jesus had to teach him, now you don't understand what I'm doing. If I can't wash your feet, then you have no part in me. Because Jesus was constantly showing him that it's about this love, this, this action is about serving, it's about humility, and it's about self-sacrifice because the foot washing was connected to his sacrifice. Oh, what we get the word he's using in here is that agapio, it's the agape love. It's self-sacrificial. See, it's not about, it's not quid pro quo. It's not about what you give me and what I give you. It's not about even obligation. It's that I'm going to be self-sacrificially giving unto you for your well-being. Whatever you need. And no, I'm not too high and mighty to do it. Why? Because this is how you love somebody. He says, he's taught us how to do it. He's continued to show us how to do it. He unpacks this even more in John 15 when he goes in and starts speaking about no greater love is this than one lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends. So when we say that self-sacrifice, you may think like, this actually is strong. This is strong language. This is, this is, this is that uncomfortable part, y'all. So get, get ready. You know, strap in. It's an uncomfortable part. He says, it's not even metaphorical. It's that like, whatever I can do to help you out, even if it comes to the point of laying down my life, I'm going to do it. What he's saying is, if it comes to the most extreme measures to look out for your brother and sister in Christ, we do it. He says, I've shown you how to do this. I'm giving you this command, but I'm not just giving you the command. I want you to go back over the last few years and look at how I have treated you, what I have done for you, how I have put this on display. Even right now, everything that I taught you and just did, this is how I want you all to interact with one another. See, when we say that this word here is a verb, it's an action statement. And when he says the command is to love one another, right here has nothing to do with how you feel about somebody. Now, I, I want you to get this right. Jesus makes this statement knowing all that's occurring. When it comes to Judas, he makes this statement when it comes to everybody else who's going to try to roll with Jesus and what they may do. All the sins that he knows about, he's still making this statement, meaning even when someone does not deserve said expression, we still do it. And we do it not because of how we feel. We do it because we're commanded to. And it may seem like, that, well, that's not sincere. No, it's sincere because it's a worship of the Lord. So I'm going to do this because I trust you, Lord, and I love you. So I'm going to walk this out with them even though this person doesn't deserve it. That's hard. That's where it gets hard. When you sit there, because sometimes it, it can be easy for us, like, yeah, they say they know Jesus. They say they trust Jesus, but I don't believe it. So I ain't going to love on them. I ain't going to treat them like that. Mm, they got to act better. Then I know they love Jesus. Now I can live that command out. No, he's speaking to apostles that don't deserve it either. None of us deserve said love. None of us deserve said sacrificial love. But he says, do it anyway. Love anyway. And he's demonstrated that for us. Paul unpacks this even more. But in Romans 12, starting in verse 9 through 13, I'm going to read it. And I love how, how 
the apostle says this because verse 9, I'm going to give you a quick aside. Verse 9 gives like this heading. And then the next few verses is all laying out that very beginning of what he has to say about love. And it's all unpacking it. So it's like opening a, a suitcase and then starting to unfold all the clothes that's in there. So the opening statement gives it and he's going to show you what this looks like. Okay? That makes sense? All right. Romans 12 verse 9, he says, let love be without hypocrisy. Let's pause right there. The word he used there, he's saying love is to be sincere. The word here is agape. It's, it's this self-sacrificial giving is sincere. There, there, there's no holes in it. You know, there, there's, no, there's no cracks in it. Let the love be sincere. Let love be without hypocrisy. Detest evil. Clean to what is good. Love one another deeply as brothers and sisters. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lack diligence and zeal. Be fervent in the spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in affliction. Be persistent in prayer. Share with the saints in their needs. Pursue hospitality. Jesus has given us this demonstration of love. And as we look at this passage, when Paul talks about a sincere love, he's unpacking it. Our, the demonstration of it, what it looks like is that we have this deep affection and outdoing one another. He says we're, we're working together where we're, out, we're trying to honor each other, and I'm trying to one-up you. I'm trying to go to level to level to higher level and how I honor you, how I treat you. I'm, I'm diligent in my zeal. This is why Jesus has taught us to love. That's part of taught them. We talk about proximity. Jesus was around them. He didn't teach him, and they're like, oh, I'll see y'all next week, and then he bounced for a week. He, he didn't see him every now and then. He was in their midst. He asked them to roll with him. He went into people's houses. He, he constantly made himself accessible to others. And he says, this is how I want y'all to live. This is what it looks like to do life together and to love one another. And then he, he, he gives this caveat to it. He says, this love one another looks like how I loved you. And then he says, by this, all men will know you're my disciples if you have love among one another. He goes from using his verbs and now he uses it as a noun. And he says, as the world sees you all interacting like this, they see that this love is just in the midst of you and how you roll, how you treat one another, how you do life together. And that serves as an identifying marker that you belong to him. Now, I love, I love that because he says we're commanded to love. We're taught how to love. And now we're identified by love. We are identified as followers of Jesus Christ, not by how many verses we know, not by how long I've been going to church, not by how much money I give to the church in advancing the kingdom of God. I am known to be a disciple of Jesus Christ by how I treat my brother and sister in love in Christ. He says, we're identified by it. And this is huge. You know, there's a passage where John gets even more explicit in this in 1 John chapter 3, 10 and 11. He says this, in this, the children of God and the children of the devil are revealed. Now, let's, let's make sure you understand this. He says, those who belong to God and those who belong to the devil, I'm going to show you how you can know. Which one they are? That is what he said. People be like, man, that's too, man, John, this, I'm reading the Bible now, okay? He says, 
in this, the children of God and the children of the devil are revealed. Every person who is not practicing righteousness is not from God. And the one who is not loving his brother. Because this is the message which you all have heard from the beginning that we all should love one another. He said, the one who is not practicing righteousness. And if you notice that, that language is ongoing. It's not saying that like, you know, every now. It's saying that the MO, the one who is just walking in darkness, the one who is not walking in righteousness is not a God. And the one who is ongoingly not loving his brother. For the command for those who belong to God is to love one another. You, you love your brother. You love your sister. And that's the verb. It's what you do. It's an action. Now, I, that's real strong language because it's saying an identifying marker of a child of God. Look on the opposite side of it is that we love our brothers and we walk in righteousness. And notice the walking in righteousness and loving one's brother goes hand in hand meaning we can't say we walk in righteousness and don't love our brother can't say it can't say it it's an oxymoron it's like saying man this show is bright out here in this darkness you be like man we need to get him to see somebody so we're talking crazy tertullian a second century north african christian theologian wrote this in his apology, he said, see how they love one another. How, how are they ready even to die for one another? In the second century, the believers in Christ, the world looked at them, the Roman Empire looked at them, and they was like, man, these folk different. Like, they, they treat each other different. They ready to even die for one another. That's how much they, that's how all in they are. This was the identifying marker that it be known. See, and, and the reason it is, is the Lord wants to use that as an attraction to him. See, when the world don't know him, they don't understand that. That's crazy. That don't make sense. Like, why would you do that? Like, why would you, why would you give them that? Did they, like, they didn't even work for that. They didn't even earn it. They don't even deserve that. So why would you even look after them? Why would you even put yourself, why would you even sacrifice that for yourself, for somebody else, just because y'all say y'all Christians? That don't make sense. But what it is made for and one of the outcomes of said love is not just we be obedient, that it be actually an attraction to Christ. So we can point people to Christ so that we can hopefully stir up a desire for Christ. Not so much that they know, oh, I'm going to have some people to look after me, but to know the God who enables people to even have the means to look out for one another. You know, when people move to certain areas, you know one of the major things they take into account? One of the major things people take into account when they're about to move somewhere is the school. What kind of schools they got? You know, we're more so talking about families. When they're about to buy a house, they want to know what schools they are. And some neighborhoods get straight up written off based off of the reputation of a school. They're like, man, the house nice. I kind of like the neighborhood, but they got to go to that school? Mm, mm. Why? Because... The, Whatever said school has built such a reputation, I said, oh, this is how they function. This is what they do. This is how they roll. I want to be a part of that. Now, we understand that when it comes to institutions and, and living spaces, but th 
When Jesus says this about the church being an identifying marker, he's saying this. It even means much more. He's saying that based off a reputation, based off the branding of the church, it functions that it leads people to Christ to become part of the church. If we are loving one another as Christ has loved us, not only can you imagine the impact in our lives, but imagine the impact that has on the culture around us. The sad thing is too often the church takes its cues from the world and we bring that into the church and we treat one another as the world treats itself and there becomes a distortion of who Christ is. But God has called us to take the lead that we live out the community that he intended because we form a picture of what God's intention for all humanity to look like. See, this love that we express in within the body of Christ becomes a preview. It's coming attractions of what's to come in the new heavens and the new earth and how we interact, how we love and how we are looked after. So may we take up the mantle. May we accept the challenge. May we grasp hold of the command that we love one another just as Jesus Christ has loved us. Amen. Thank you for listening to Point with Daryl Jones. This was just one part from the series Beyond Connected, where Pastor Daryl teaches through the one another's of the New Testament. Here we learn how we do life together as brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. If this ministry has blessed you and you would like to partner with Point Ministries, please visit daryljones.org. That's D-A-R-Y-L jones.org. Your financial generosity keeps us on the air, and we are grateful for your faithfulness. Also, if you would like to hear more from the Beyond Connected series, please visit daryljones.org listen. And remember, keep making Jesus the point.